Welcome back to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. It's good to be back behind the mic. And uh, I got a special episode lined up for you guys today. I'm speaking with an award-winning New York-based artist who is extraordinary. Uh, I've had the privilege to get to know him the last several weeks, and um, this guy's got a heart of gold. He's doing some amazing things for our nation's heroes as well that we're going to talk about a little bit today. So without further ado, uh, Mr. Mitchell Kaufman. Mitchell, how are you, my friend? What's up, Adam? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Listen, I appreciate you jumping on and uh, sharing your story with my listeners today. So why don't we jump right into this and tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, no problem. So like you said, my name is Mitchell Kaufman. I'm an artist based in New York City. Uh, I've been here for about 14 years now. Uh, my art practice is based on the philosophy that the story behind my work needs to be the star. Um, I have exhibited work in galleries and alternative spaces. I've painted murals and I've even worked on uh, some short film stuff. Oh, wow. Um, yep. So when I say that the story needs to be the star of my work, um, I'm a narrative painter. I paint about people and their stories. Um, and uh, yeah, my, my current body of work is a, paintings about friends who were in special forces. I'm painting about their, uh, their poignant, <clears throat> vulnerable moments during their deployments. No, and um, I, let me, let me interrupt you right there real quick. So you're, I want to, I want to back up the type of painter that you are. Say it again. I'm a narrative painter. Narrative painter. So you and and you focus more on you paint people and their stories. So yep. these people, are you what inspires you to to seek out somebody to paint them? Is it is it somebody that you come across? Is it a, a story that you've you have heard and you just get engulfed in that story? Share with us how you decide that this is the person that you're going to put on canvas? You know, it's kind of a case by case scenario. Um, there was a body of work that I made um, a few years ago that was inspired by friends who were trying to create their own uh, legacies through their life's work, like through traditions that had been passed on to them by family members. Like uh, one of my friends, <clears throat> he moved to New York from Trinidad and he was a barber and his grandmother cut people's hair in Trinidad. So he wanted to, you know, move to uh, the United States and open his own barbershop. Um, there were friends of mine who were, you know, aspiring musicians. Um, they had gone through the struggle of making music and figuring out their way. Um, another one of my friends, uh, he wanted to start his own business. And he had a mentor who was teaching him, you know, how to do that. And his mentor was killed. Um, and, you know, it's just, wow. it's, it's a case by case scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, then it's, like, I kind of, I did that body of work and then I was able to transition into the, the military um, subject matter. So, so, how, so, did, it was kinda, so how did that, how did the military come into fruition for you? Was it just like one of those things where you're just like, Hey, this looks like a cool store. I'm going to do this. Oh man. Like, I hope you have, uh, you have some coffee or maybe some popcorn right now. I'm going to tell you a real story. Um, so, uh, when I was, 
I was in grad school at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Okay. Um, I also did undergrad there. And when I was an undergrad, um, I was a, a part of this group of guys that started a men's lacrosse program for the college. Okay. Um, through all this, through all this hard work and learning how to play the game and like stepping up and becoming a leader on the team. Um, I was training some of my teammates in the gym. Uh, and over time, our, our head strength coach saw my commitment to that. He gave me a scholarship to stay for grad school and become his graduate assistant. Oh, wow. Um, and then when I was in grad school, my training partner at the time, uh, he was moonlighting as an MMA fighter. And he was uh, sparring with a bunch of the Army Rangers that were stationed at Hunter Army Airfield. And he asked if he could bring uh, he could bring them to the gym, to the, the art school gym to work out with us. And over time, like we formed this crazy camaraderie, you know, like because of the Army guys, like their deployment schedule and then like our crazy like class load, there was no time for bullshit. Like we we clicked like immediately, like we were just a group. Yeah. We were always together. And, um, that was kind of, that was what started it. So I started training <laughs> army Rangers at an art school gym. And then sometimes <laughs> because I was coach, because I was coach Kaufman at the time. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes we would actually get the opportunity to go work out at Hunter army airfield, which was so cool. Like two art kids working out with army Rangers. Like it was so awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, it, 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 I'm. We got a lot of listeners that are prior service and whatnot, and, and some of them. Yeah, I got. I've been to Hunter. Uh, one of my closest friends in life was uh, was stationed there for eight years. Uh, said go down and and you know, Savannah is such a, a beautiful, you know, you know, city in and of itself. Uh, any anyway, a lot of a lot of memories there. Um, <laughs> It's a so, weird place. It's pro- beautiful. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, yeah. It's 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 definitely unique. Uh, it's probably yes. another probably another show and just that topic in and of itself. But um, what are you know you you mentioned before that you've done uh, murals and and paintings and and you got into this this military the military side of things. What are some things that you've done or pieces that you've done for the military as of today? Thank you for asking that question. Um, so for the last two years, I've been involved in a project with Hunter. Um, I've been painting. So there's a there's a Hall of Honor memorial right. that I've been working on. Um, it's portraits of all of the, the Rangers that have been killed in action and then all of the Rangers that have been killed in training accidents. Um, so last year, I finished the first half, which was the killed in action portion and then this year I'm, I'm completing the the soldiers that have been killed in training accidents it's a it's been a crazy undertaking um how does, it's been an amazing experience how does how so when you when you're working with hunter army airfield are you is this something that you're painting on canvas and you're taking down there or is this is this something that you're going down there and you're working like on a on a uh like a wall in inside one of the buildings or whatnot. So what does that look, look like? And, and you, I mean, cause we, you just said like last year you did this and this year you're doing this part of it. It seems like that's such a, um, a huge, I don't want to say undertaking, but for a lack of a better phrase, I mean, it, there's a lot to that because you think about how many people have been killed in combat 
and, and that in and of itself is is a bit overwhelming. But a lot of people don't understand that there's there's a lot of accidents that happen and, and people die in, in accidents. So how do you Oh, I got so many questions now, Mitchell. Um, so the fir- first one is is how does what does that look like? Is it is it on a canvas or is it on a on a wall in a, in a building on a building? What's that okay. part of it? Yeah. So um, each individual portrait I paint. Oh, individual in my... individual portrait. Yeah. Oh. So I paint each individual portrait um, on a canvas, and because I don't trust anything ever. I, um, I package all of them up and then I drive them down to Savannah from New York because I'm not shipping something I spent over a year on. Yeah. You know, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, I hope it gets get it there. there. I paid the extra insurance. Or... <laughs> no, hell no. Um, yeah. So I drive them down there and then, you know, I, last year there was an, an amazing, uh, lady who, who helped organize all of this thing. Her name is Eleanor half. Yeah. Uh, she's a designer. She came up with the concept of how everything was going to hang. Um, there are each, each individual portrait is in a, it's in a space. It has a plaque with the soldier's name and, you know, all of their information on it. Um, and it, the wall where all of them hang is it's amazing. It's kind of like, a it's almost like a, a hall of fame, if you will. Um, Except it means, you know, right. No, I, unfortunately, I, it's yeah. what it is. Right. So individually. Yep. I, I can't. So I, okay. So I, I have to ask this question because I know people are going to ask. Sure. Do you know the stories of the individuals that you're painting? So, with what I do and how long I've done it for and how I was taught, it is my job to learn those stories about each guy. I can't, I've never been somebody that can paint something I don't give a shit about. Right. And I try to make an attachment because, you know, there's, there's, I learned like this was in my face, you know, like my, one of my friends was one of the guys that I painted. And, um, you know, then when we had the presentation, I got to meet some gold star families and you meet these people and like, you know, I labor over the, each portrait to like get each detail right. Cause I know that, you know, for the most part, no, people don't know these individual, you know, people, they just might know the stories, but right. when the family members are there, if any of these details are off, they're going to know like, Hey, that's not my son, my brother, you know, um, my husband, uh, cousin, whatever. Right. Right. So, so there's a lot. It's heavy. My, okay. And I'm glad you, you said that. So my next question is, it could be a hard one, but how do how do you get through that yourself? If you're taking on that other person's story, somebody that you you've never met, but, but for an example, you said that you painted your friend. How did you get through that? Was it difficult to do? Was it, was, did, was there a lot of emotion behind these paintings when you, when you get to them and, and is there any type of, uh, you know, you, you, when you get an emotional attachment to these things, a lot of the times it, it, you develop feelings and, and, and stuff like that, that a lot of people can't explain. You, you know, it, it could lead to, there's sympathetic, you know, depression and stuff like that is, has that ever happened to you when, when 
doing this? So for me personally, I'm always, I've always been like the optimistic, like go getter person. Yeah. Um, I, you know, with, with each guy that, that I, that I, you know, I learn about, there's usually like a dialogue that I create in my head. Like, cause you know, I'm painting, I'm by myself, right. you know, all, all day when I'm doing this. So I'm alone with my thoughts. They can be a really good and a really bad thing sometimes. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy when you, the, the more you learn about all these guys, like one thing I'll, you know, I tend to do is you find out like how old they, they were yeah. when these things happened. And, you know, I do that thing where I'm like, man, when I was, when I was 22, what the hell was I doing? You know, like, where was I? And it's, it's crazy too, to think that whether it was like guys that were killed during like, you know, Grenada or guys that were killed during the global war on terrorism. Um, we were all in Savannah, Georgia, you know, at some point in time. Right. And it's, and it's, it's, it's so weird for me to think about that. Like, I don't know why it just is. Cause we were, all of us were there at some point in time, but we were all there for different reasons. I was there for art school. These guys were there for the military. Right. Um, and then, like I said, just learning their stories and just thinking about all, you know, the things that they went through and it's, it sucks that like, you know, these guys are like 20, 21, 22, like shit, man. Like I didn't, I didn't, I, I transferred to school in Savannah when I was 23. Right. So I didn't even have my shit together until I was like 23 years old. <laughs> it, uh, it's, it, it's, 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 there's just so much to think about. Right. You know? So you, so you develop some type of a, like you said, you're carrying on a, a conversation t- sometimes with, with these guys that you're painting and, and, and you have that emotional, it, I could, I could imagine that it could, it could be emotional sometimes as you're, as you're, painting these pictures and hearing their stories and, and learning about them. And it's almost like you're having a one-on-one with them individually. And, and that in and of itself, I think on a personal level is, is kind of cool. Never met the person or whatnot while they were here, but uh, they live on through your artwork. And, and I think that that is pretty cool that you are sharing their story with with a you know a paintbrush and whatnot and I, that that's really that's something to be said for that and that takes a lot of talent especially to get the, the character of that person uh, out so my hats off to you hey before I forget Mitchell look, people that are listening listen guys if you're if you're online right now if you want to go and uh, and see some of his artwork or or contact him uh, you know, reach out to him follow him uh, he's got a website Mitchell Kaufman dot com it's m i t c h uh, e l just one l c o f f m a n dot com and uh, best place to find him on social media is Instagram and it's at Mitchell Kaufman. Um, so you, listen, you're already online, so open up another browser. Either go to the website or get onto your your old Instagram account and and uh, go follow him uh, today and check out his work. Truly breathtaking stuff um it's gonna be awesome uh do you do orders let me i this this is a random question we didn't even talk about this offline but i'm gonna (laughs) ask it anyway because it's my show but it's it's, do you (laughs) do you do like if if people were like hey i want you to paint this picture do you do like custom orders and stuff 
Uh, that's also a case by case scenario. Is it okay? Noted. Yeah. Noted. Noted. I'm gonna write that down case by yep. case. You remember that <laughs> yeah, time I interviewed you on the gross. show, Adam? Wants <laughs> It happens a lot, man. It happens a lot. Um, yeah, like a lot of the murals that I painted like a long time ago, they yeah. were very commercial. Oh, um, yeah. And I kind of got away from that stuff because, you know, it was it's commercial work. Right. What? Uh, so let me ask you this. Out of everything that you're doing, put the military aside for, for just a second. Out of everything sure. that you've done over the last, you said you've been, do, you've been in New York for 14 years, right? Yeah. So it's crazy. I, I can't. I still can't believe it, that. That blows my mind. So out of, out of let's just say the time that you've been in New York, the last fourteen years, and and again, yeah. we're putting the military projects aside for a second. What's the one thing if you had to pick one painting mural uh, project that you've done in the last fourteen years? What would it be? Holy shit! Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you these are random. I told you, man, it's gonna be random. And, no, I, I appreciate the randomness. Um, with, with okay, so with all the military stuff aside, yeah. like everything it's kind aside. of a tie. Okay, there's kind of I kind of have a tie right now. Okay, um, what, what is it? So in 2013, I and I got really tired of like trying to go out there and like be fake like all these other people up here and like kiss gallery owners' asses to try and get a show. So, um, I, I did a Kickstarter thing and I rented my own like gallery space for a week in the Chelsea arts district. And, um, I had my own show. I did a, a massive performance piece. I had, um, a jazz band, like I exhibited all my work to date. Like that's probably my most successful show, which is one that I did all by myself. I can probably say, wow. um, or maybe it was the time that I had an individual show uh, at a gallery here, which led to some of my work being displayed in the lobby of the Hearst Tower, um, which was pretty awesome. Wow. So it's it's tough. Like, I feel like, you know, you do you do some things in order to do other things. Right. You know, so you got to kind of make some noise. Yeah. Like a stepping stone. All right. Yep. Now, now let's throw the military in there. It, it, is there a specific military project? I don't like using that word for this, but I'm going to. That you've done that stands out to you most, or or might have been maybe the most meaningful. There, so there's no man. All right. <laughs> the first painting I made in the series of deployment uh, paintings, yeah. stories that were inspired by my friends, uh, the first one was the the repatriation ceremony um, for my friend Rob Sanchez, who was was killed by an IED blast, and uh, that started the body of work. Um, I wanted to make, I wanted to make work about my friends that made these commitments and I wanted to wait until I got to a good point in my career before I started doing that. So the work would get the recognition that it deserves. Um, when I made that painting, a uh, bunch of people had suggested, you know, making prints of the painting. I was, I was kind of against that. Um, I don't, I usually don't like doing that kind of stuff, Yeah. but for this, I, I did, cause I knew how many people, 
this impacted. Right. Right. So I make these prints. One of the guys that was in Rob's uh, battalion, like his name's Alex Holt. He's a really good dude. Uh, he hit me up and he wanted to get a print for uh, Rob's mom. And um, so he did that and uh, he sent her a print and like very, very like shortly after that, she sent me a picture of, of the print and it's hanging in her office next to Rob's uniform. And when I saw that, I almost lost my shit, man. Like that was, I, that's why I do what I do. You know, that's that, that I don't give a shit about money and all that stuff. Like why, why should I, you know, like, why would I care about that when my work I know has that sort of impact on people? So that's what it's all about. Storytelling. Listen, those of you that are listening right now, if that doesn't just kick you in the feels, like my, I got, I got goosebumps on my arms right now, and 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 I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't get a little choked up and and kind of holding it back just hearing that story. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's it, you know, there's there's been a lot of those um, sort of things going on. Um, when, when we did the presentation of the killed in action portraits last year, like I said before, I met a bunch of gold star family members and I, you know, I'm not a military guy. Like I was never in the military. Um, I'm an artist, you know, and when you're put in front of all of these family members and you meet them for the first time, like the, the welcoming, like the embraces, like the tears, like all that stuff, it's it's so overwhelming, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that too, you know, it was just, it added to everything. I'm like, if there was ever a doubt and, you know, there never was for me, but if there was ever a doubt that like I made the right choice in career paths, like this totally put all of that shit to rest. Like I don't ever want to do anything else ever again. There's nothing I could do that would be that meaningful it, ever. I think it's pretty cool. This is a, it's funny that you say it that way, Mitchell, because I, I oftentimes talk about whether it's on this show or on the network's um, weekly wrap-up is is finding one's true purpose in life. And I think that once you once you find the purpose, your your God-given purpose, your God, whatever it is that you believe in, universe, good versus evil, whatever, once you find your purpose in life life becomes sweeter doesn't always become easier and, and, <laughs> Hell no. and, and that's no. not supposed to be the case but but you know you're right. living a life of purpose and when you live a life of purpose it's so much sweeter than just chasing your tail right or spinning your wheels however you want to whatever analogy you want to use i i commend you for for finding a life of purpose and and sharing the stories of um, our nation's heroes through through your paintings and, and whatnot. And again, folks, if you're online, means you're if you're listening to the show, it means you're online, excuse me. So go to MitchellKaufman.com or follow him on Instagram, MitchellKaufman.com. And I'll I will have these in the uh in the show notes uh as well. The links in the show notes as well. The website needs a little updating, but uh 
the the Instagram and like LinkedIn and Facebook and all that stuff, there's more uh, more process stuff. So you can see how I work as well. I'm not somebody that likes to shy away from my process. Yeah. I like everyone to see how I do things. Um, so that's that's all, one of the reasons like my personal work looks the way it does. It looks sort of resolved and unresolved. I love process. I like people to know how I did stuff. I love it. So I love it. Mitchell, we're coming up on time here, my friend. And thank you again for taking time out of your schedule to to chat with us. But I got, I got one more question for you. Sure. It's a question I ask all my guests. You're on a show called The Decision Hour, and we have to make decisions every day, right? Name a time, Mitchell, in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it, and what was the atmosphere like at that time? Wow. So you just made me a little sweaty. I know any of my friends that are listening are like, he's, he's so fucking sweaty right now. Like I can't even imagine what this is like. He's in a dark room um, with nothing but a spotlight on him right now. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a shirt, yeah. And a shirt that shows no sweat at all. Um, but yeah, before I answer that, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show, Adam. Absolutely. Like this is such a cool experience and, and I really appreciate it. Um, so man, in this whole process of everything, um, there's a lot of people in the beginning who kind of thought I was crazy or like an idiot or didn't know what I was doing. Um, when I got, so like I said, I, I transferred from community college to Savannah College of Art and Design. When I got accepted to SCAD, I didn't get any sort of scholarships or any of that stuff. Uh, so I had to bite the bullet and take out student loans, right? So I'm one of those people. I, um, uh, I, 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 you know, I bet on myself because I believed in myself when people might not have. Yeah. Um, and that was, in my opinion, I'm, I'm not like a rich guy shit. And most people would think I'm, you know, I'm in big trouble financially. Um, but because I made that choice, that choice led to me getting a second chance at being an athlete. I was a founding member of a lacrosse program. Um, I made friends that I go on, you know, trips with twice a year to this day, 20 years later. That led to, um, that led to, so my, my coach was an adjunct professor at the time. That led to him introducing me to the painting mentor I had that changed my life. That decision uh, led to me getting the opportunity to be a graduate assistant strength and conditioning coach that led me to meeting the military friends that I made. And, at, and I can't forget either. Like all of that stuff, um, led me to meeting my wife. Um, we met in school. She's a fashion designer. She has her own label. Um, you know, we inspire each other. It's amazing to watch her work. So being committed to what I do is it's not hard and there's no excuses. So I can't be like, oh, this is hard. She's doing her thing, too. Um, but, yeah, like biting that bullet and taking out debt just to, you know, to do this. I grew up in a house. My father, uh, he studied uh, and went to art school. Also, he was an illustrator. After he graduated, he got drafted and went to Vietnam 
And uh, when he came back, he met my mom. They got married. And, he, you know, he, it was really tough. And he had a really hard time trying to figure out how he was going to make it as an illustrator. And um, so he gave up on it, got a corporate job. And my whole life, I, uh, I grew up and he told me to not be like him. So that was always so hard for me to hear. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, that's, yeah, that's, I became an artist and I stuck with it and I wasn't, I'm stubborn as shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyone can tell you that about me. I'm stubborn as hell. And, um, yeah, I wasn't going to give up on this dream and I never will. And I thank you for that. I think, I thank you for that because had you yes. done that, had you given up, we as a society would not be able to reap the rewards and the benefits or look at the stories that you've shared through your work. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Oh yeah. That. Thank you. Absolutely. Folks, that's all the time that we got today. I'm going to make sure we got Mitchell's stuff in the show notes. Go check it out. MitchellKaufman.com or follow him on Instagram. Mitchell Kauf, at Mitchell Kaufman. Um, also, big shout out to our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Got some new shows over there uh, that we've welcomed here, welcomed recently. So go check out the new shows, new articles, and find out where we're going to be coming up here the next couple of months. Simply go to heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.